welcome to the Circuit Electrics podcast. My name is Gabriella, and I'm here with Ian today, the IT manager over at Electric, which is headquartered in Manhattan. Hey, Ian, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm really eager to get into this interview because I want to know what it's like to be an IT manager for a company that manages IT for other companies, but I would love to know more about it. If you would just give me a little bit of your background first and how you got into that. I started my I started my career not in IT but as a as a graphic designer. I was oftentimes frustrated with the lack of IT support that we had gotten, you know, at our at the um, facility that I, that I worked at. Um, and so, what happened was I eventually became the the on site unofficial IT guy. Um, and so our parent company, um, I worked closely with the IT manager there. And since he was so short-staffed, he would tell me to just, hey, dig into these things. Hey, give this a try. Um, I was always tearing apart electronics as a kid. Um, so, I've, so I was always fascinated with the technical aspect of electronics and computers. Um, and so the same IT manager, once there was an, an opening for an entry-level technician, I, I bothered him about every day for a month. Um, until he actually hired me. Um, And so that's how I made the transition from, you know, end user, graphic designer to IT, IT support. Um, And that's, that's really how I started my career. Um, And I also try to keep that in mind as well, because I was on the other side of IT. Like, I know what it's like to have technology kind of being a blocker for me to to get my day to day work, work done. Um, so I can, I can, you know, I can sympathize with, with someone that's, that has this tool that's broken, that's blocking them from getting their job done. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where I really started. And I bounced around from, <clears throat> um, universities, nonprofits, news organizations, uh, broadcast audio. What made you want to join a company that was helping others with the same problems you noticed? The more that I read and researched about electric, the more I believed in the product that, that Electric is trying to, to provide to, to people. Oftentimes I've been in, you know, I've been in a couple of organizations as, you know, as, as an IT manager where, you know, I've, I've struggled with being able to address all of the day-to-day items within my organization, being short-staffed um, and having it at Thinking back to those organizations, if I would have had a product like Electric, it would have been like, it literally would have been a lifesaver, you know, so that there are a multitude of, of things that, that you need to handle as far as like on the, on the technical end of, of the organization that you're working for. Someone that isn't able to print or someone's, someone's keyboard that isn't functioning properly, like these are really important things. This is really important to that person getting their job done. Yeah. Um, sometimes you don't have the bandwidth to to address all of those things. Whereas electric steps in and is able to address these, you know, what may seem minor types of issues, but they're extremely important to the people that are trying to get their work done. And because you're managing so many users right now, do you have a team? Somewhat. <laughs> electric is becoming a customer of itself. Um, so we're in the process of of rolling out electric to electric internally. Mm-hmm. which I will have to say is, is a godsend. Not only are we providing this service externally, 
but we're really ramping it up internally to use our own our own service. I know you mentioned just the small printer problems to even bigger problems like my Wi-Fi isn't working or I got hacked. So what is your day-to-day responsibility and what do you typically handle? It's, it's anything and everything IT related from, you know, things like my home Wi-Fi isn't working. You know, all of our staff is working remotely now, relying heavily on, on people's home connections and this whole new environment of them you know, not just doing a little bit, a bit of work from home, which they may have done in the past, but this is their office. This is their environment. So a multitude of things could go wrong. At first, you know, it was ramping up to get everyone um, set up to work from home and to be productive and for the, everything to work reliably for them. Um, so that was really what we were dealing with the most. How are you prepping people to work from home? We did quite a bit as far as as far as documentation, keeping in good communication with our staff what they what they would need from home, making arrangements to either drop ship it from you know from from vendors or to provide them uh, some type of car service that they can take their equipment home. Um, and then assisting them with the with the setup. Just about all of our staff is technical, <laughs> very technically inclined. Um, so it made it that much easier that you know a lot of our staff is like, oh, they're totally comfortable with setting up all of this equipment. But we have we have enabled use of things like like a VPN. Um, we want everyone that's dealing with our, our customer data, um, anyone that's dealing with internal you know, potentially sensitive data, they're using a VPN connection all day long. We can give people, as you know, best practices for securing their home Wi-Fi, but we really can't rely on that. So what we did is we had enough of a plan in place leading up to the work from home um, that we rolled out a new endpoint protection package to all of our machines. Um, that way, we're protecting the endpoint. We make sure that everyone's firewall is enabled, file vault, disk, encry- disk encryption is enabled. Um, and we're pushing all of that out through Jamf. You know, Jamf has been a, 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 a lifesaver for us. You know, we, we rely heavily on creating these policies and pushing them out to the machines. And it just makes our lives infinitely easier. Those all sound like some of your best IT practices. And it's really cool to hear the adjustments that you've made to adapt. But what would you say has been the most difficult thing having everyone kind of spread out? It, it has been a, a, a bit difficult with um, physical access two devices we've had to rely uh, a bit on you know drop shipment of equipment and also and also couriers if someone's local i've been jumping on my bike and dropping off equipment or picking up broken equipment that that has been a bit of a challenge but you know also that gives me an excuse to 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 get out of the home office and i can i can take a bike ride you know over to one of our staff's locations to pick up some equipment but that was a little bit of an adjustment was trying to figure out how are we going to get this physical equipment to someone into someone's hands um, or have it returned to us. But, you know, that took a couple of weeks of, you know, maybe two weeks of getting adjusted to like a system and, you know, building out some lead time and, you know, it I, knock on wood, it's, it, it, it has, it has been, it has been going well. Yeah. Um, and we haven't really had anyone that really suffered any kind of like major downtime. You've been, absolutely swamped these past few days weeks months but are they normal requests that you would 
have an office or is it extra workload because everyone's so far away? I think there's some additional workload just due to the fact that you know, people, people are working from home. There may be some delay in, in getting a, equipment to them. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's just building in a bit more lead time on some of these things that we need to address. You know, I, I think this is also a testament to, you know, th- th- that, our, that our organization is in, in pretty good health and everyone is extremely busy. You know, even though we're busy, I, 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 I feel fortunate. Switching gears a little bit, I would love to hear what your ideas are for IT in the future, what you'd love to see at Electric. So if you had all the time in the world, obviously not right now working those 15-hour days, but if you had all the time in the world, what is one special project you would love to work on, implement, that would hopefully change the way that your company works. I think that I think that the, the future of not just our company, but virtually every company out there, at least the the near future for saying the next year or so, is that we're going to be relying on people working from home a, a lot more. In the past, you know, perhaps you've been met with skepticism from from management about you know about the ability of of your staff to be able to work from home. And, you know, I think that IT professionals have known for years the, the tools that are out there and the capabilities that, that we have that, that no, we can, we can get a lot of this work done and we can be really productive working remotely. So I think it's, I think it's really going to be geared towards, you know, things like, like MDM tools, you know, things like GEMF. Um, like I mentioned before, it's been a lifesaver for us. So I think a lot of it is going to be focused on, you know, how can we work remotely? Which tools can we use? I also feel that companies that, that didn't get, have a, a good disaster recovery policy may have may have suffered. If you mentioned in the past, oh, I would like to implement implement these tools, and you know, we you know, you know, what if there's a scenario where we can't get into the office, and you know, maybe from non not so technical management, you maybe would have gotten a look of, well, we'll always be able to get into, get into the office. Um, so I think a lot of that focus is, is now towards this remote home work um, and that you have a lot more buy-in going down the road from, from people that may have been a bit more resistant to it. What special project would you like to work on to help make that transition a bit more seamless? Definitely having all of your endpoints enrolled into some MDM solution, you know, some, something like Jamf, um, focusing on, on securing these endpoints. Mm-hmm. Um, also taking a look at which type of remote collaboration tools you're using. You know, we're, we're relying heavily on, on Zoom and, and Google Hangouts. You know, that's it's primarily how we're communicating. So I think, you know, focusing on, on, bundling all of these tools together, how you can make them work successfully, and also um, collaborating with different, different departments, especially with this work-from-home work environment. You know, we need to be in better communication with you know, teams like our HR teams. Um, there are a whole set of you know, new employment rules that go along with how you treat staff that are working from home, what, what you supply to them. So it's more than just providing these tools. It's partnering with you know, the different stakeholders, such as, such as HR, you know, make sure that we're adhering to the, the new regulations that are out there.
speaking of just different tools to implement, what, given your background in so many different uh, ways to do IT, what is one thing that you've brought from all those experiences to electric that has changed the way that people work? Coming from the, all of those different environments, you have, you, you really have to know or have a feeling of, of who your audience is when you're trying to explain some, some technical terms or to, or to do some troubleshooting. Um, so whether it's a group of people or just one person, you have to know the audience and you don't want to, you don't want to clobber them with technical acronyms that they may not understand. You want to, you want to be able to explain how they can, how they can resolve their issue or this new product that they can use. And you want to be able to speak to them in, you know, a, a language that, that's comfortable to them. You know, put yourself in their shoes. You know, they're, they're just trying to get their job done and perform their daily functions. It's really, you know, taking the time to make sure that you're explaining something to them, that you're not, you're not talking down to them. And like, you know, just because they may not understand these technical terms, you're just trying to, trying to assist them so they can get their job done. And so you guys can be successful as, as a team or an organization. And finally, I would love to know what individual or individuals have had the biggest impact on you throughout this career journey. I will have to say that I, I don't think that I would be where I am today if it weren't for the IT manager that, that gave me the, the break in the first place. Mm-hmm. The, this gentleman named Andy Fisk. Um, he's a really fun and interesting and just technically one of the most intelligent people I've ever met yet so down to earth that, that he was willing to give me a break from being, you know, a graphic designer, pre-press production manager, just, uh, just a, an old, like an old school Mac nerd that I didn't have any formal training that, that he was able, that he took me under his wing and just showed me the ropes and just, just really, um, he was the first manager that I that, that I worked with that I, I feel like he really appreciated his his staff and he really mentored his staff, um, and that's something that that I keep with me to this day. Um, so I you know I I wouldn't be here if it weren't for for Andy Fisk. And I think it's a huge testament to his leadership too, just mm-hmm. to allow you to take that chance. And he saw something in you that you enjoyed, and he was like, "Go for it." Yeah, that's incredible. Well, Electric is very lucky to have you. And thank thank you you so much for being on here today and taking the time out of your crazy hours (laughs) to chat. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. 